RadioInfluence.com. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Good morning. It is Friday. That means it's Duffified Live Day. But we're going to do a couple of things really fast here because I want to get the beginning of this show out of the way because I'm super excited for everything that's going on after the show. Uh, so this week, just so everybody knows, I'm in uh, uh, Newport Beach, California. I'm doing some fun stuff out here with Miller Coors. We're going to be banging out some good recipes and whatnot. Um, right after that, I'm headed out to the Arrow uh, in Chicago, Rockford, Illinois, just western suburbs. Come on out. Come down to the grand opening in Byron. We're doing a whole new menu. We're doing a brand new run of the kitchen. Uh, Matt and Jamie Pendergrass, who own these properties, they have the cave. They've got... Uh, uh, they've got Arrow and Byron. They got a couple other fun little spots that run out there. You guys got to come out and check it out. So um, I've got to thank uh, my number one sponsor, which is Nogginware. Uh, Nogginware.com will get us. Uh, I want you guys to check out the website. It's Nogginware.com. Go out and talk to Scott. Tell them that I sent you. When you order your hatch, you can put in the ter- the, uh, the word Chef Bryduff, C-H-E-F-B-R-I-D-U-F-F, and they will then give you 10% off of your order. In that order, you're going to get something that's going to make you smart. That's all I can say. It's a little gift, something else. I'm about to – I want to start working with these guys as well because I want to get you guys a gift anytime you buy a hat of mine from them. We're going to work something out really cool with that too. But – Check this out. They've got a, a subscription program where you can buy one hat a month. Hey, all, everybody does that. That's awesome. It's an easy way to go. Or you can do the super cool stuff. You can do a three-month membership or a six-month membership where they send you a hat every single month. Just a hat. It's cool. They send out the hottest hat that they're doing for that month. They have a whole bunch of custom hats. They've got a limited edition set of hats that they do. My favorite limited edition hat that they have is the pineapple hat, which unfortunately they're out of. I think we should bring the, the pineapple hat back, do a really cool version of it. I want to do something fun with Nogginware.com. Go tell Scott that I sent you. Put Chef Rideoff in. Get that code. Free shipping on every single order that you do. That's Nogginware.com. Okay. Here's where we go in a little bit further. So uh, I uh, am super stoked about this week. Um, I have some big changes that are going on with uh, with everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks. And I'm not 100%. I cannot tell you guys just yet. But it's big for me. It was a big decision in my life to make. And I'm going to tell you guys about it. But I'm not going to do it right now. I can't. I can't do it for you. But what I do want to do is I want to talk to you guys about something kind of simple and something kind of fun that we kind of deal with all the time in our lives and everything else. And um, it comes to the simple part of how we treat other people. I know this sounds weird. I know this doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense. But you know what? This is my world and this is my show. And this is what I want to talk about just right now in the beginning. Okay, Um, I am 46 years old. Okay, I have uh, had a a pretty extensive life through my 46 years. I've done some amazing things. I've traveled. Um, 
I have uh, been out there uh, on TV for the last 15, back and forth, doing local stuff, live stuff, doing anything I can really to build the brand and, and just stuff that I really enjoy doing. And so for me, it's been an experience to be able to share all of that with everybody and then to be able to have a show that people actually go and listen to makes just no sense to me at all. But I'm glad that you guys do because the feedback that I get is that you guys really like the show. So for me, that makes me super happy because if I can make you guys happy through the show or give you guys a little bit of information, then guess what? My job is done. But what we're going to talk about is kind of some of the interactions that that I've been noticing lately. The basics of human decency and how they've kind of taken a turn. The basics of, of holding the door for somebody when you get to the door. I do it at every opportunity that I have. It's something that I do. It's something that I, I just, if you're a woman or a man, I will get to that door. If I'm there first, I will hold the door for you. I will allow you to go through. What shocks me is the amount of people that just don't say thank you. I know I'm the kind of sarcastic asshole that after holds the door and somebody doesn't say thank you, I say, oh, you're welcome. And then they realize and they stop and they catch up. But at what point did that go away? What point did that, that, that basics of thank you, did that go away? Where at any point, I, I, here's a prime example. I'm driving through a parking lot uh, with my daughter yesterday afternoon, and there was a woman getting out of a car, and on the front of her shirt, and she was a, a larger African-American woman, and on the front of her shirt, it said, Philly John. Well, if you're not if you're not from Philly, you don't know what a John is, but a John is a person, place, or thing, and it's been a conversation at dinner tables within my family and friends for the last couple of weeks. Why? I have no idea, but it's been there. And so she had this shirt on and I looked out the window and I yelled out and I was like, nice shirt, lady. And she kind of stopped for a second. And I said in a very friendly tone, wasn't like nice shirt, lady. I wasn't being sarcastic. I wasn't being a wise ass. And my daughter kind of looked at me for a second and the woman didn't know what to do. And there was probably a 15 second delay where she kind of, and I saw her, she looked at her friend, like the fuck did this guy just say to me? And she turned around and she saw my face and I had a big smile on my face. And she's like, oh, thank you, honey. Like she realized, but it took a couple of seconds. And it's so weird to me that we, we even have a hard time receiving compliments from people. We don't know if there's a second guest behind there. Look, maybe I'm just completely crazy and I'm the only person who feels this way. But I feel like we're all just really angry these days. And, and anger doesn't get us anywhere. You know, they always say that anger is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. So if you take that thought on a daily basis, because look, I'm a divorced man. Okay, I have ex-girlfriends. I have ex-employees. I have ex-bosses. I don't wish ill harm on any of them because you know what? I've released them from my life. There's no need for them to be in my life. Don't get me wrong. My ex-wife is still in my life. I have beautiful girls. My ex-girlfriend, we're together for a long time. She's still in my life. We're friends. It's the way that it works. But I choose to be that way. I don't choose to be petty. I don't choose to be an asshole. I don't choose to be passive aggressive with things. I genuinely want other people to live a life and live it really well. So that's kind of how I feel about that. And and when I go through the day to day of going to the airport and the, they say, yes, you know, uh, Friday I flew home and last week I flew home and there was a delay at the airport. Well, the people that were in the oh, I can't believe that this is disgraceful. Why are we sitting here and waiting? And. You know, and I just kind of look and think to myself, look, it sucks that you might be a little bit late. And I understand that there's an issue with the delay with the plane or I understand every part of that. And I know that you're dying to get to your next destination, as am I. And I understand that 
you may miss a connecting flight. But we, we have to take into account the simple fact that this is their job. This is what they do. They're not canceling the flight like, ha ha, go fuck Brian Duffy. We don't want him to make it home on time to see his children. That's not what this is about. They're making that decision for a reason, and that reason may be something that we don't know about. Look, I've been in I've been in the air when I couldn't get into the airport because Obama was in the air. You know, I missed a flight because that that sucked. I wasn't happy about it. I got to the airport. I looked around. Everybody's furious. Everybody's yelling and screaming. They're fighting with flight attendants. And you know what I did? I went downstairs and got a fucking car and drove to Philadelphia from Charlotte, North Carolina. I met a guy. He was a good dude. I don't remember what his name is. I looked around and said, you were on my flight. Are you going to Philadelphia? He said, yeah. I said, I'm renting a car. Do you want to go? He said, sure, absolutely. We drove. He talked for eight hours straight. Eight hours straight, this guy talked. It was a fun experience for me. I had a good time. He was a really nice guy. Shit happens. It works out that way. But I didn't sit back and say, I can't believe this guy's talking to me this way, or I can't believe that they're canceling my flight, or fuck Obama, or stuff like that. That wasn't what it was about. I I had to get home, so I had to do what I could do to get home. So for me... The big part of all of this, the whole thing that I see is that everybody's genuinely just kind of angry. I'm, I'm not seeing – and everybody's posting how wonderful it is and you know, let things go and uh, don't fret about the little things and all of that. But in reality, what they're doing is we're fretting about the little things. Look, I got, I got my own issues. You know, I'm raising a 16-year-old girl. I'm raising a 13-year-old girl. I've got a business. I've got employees. I've got people that are looking up to me to do the right thing every opportunity. Otherwise, I make mistakes. You guys remember? I kicked a guy out of the restaurant a bunch of months ago. This guy was an asshole. He was live tweeting about how horrible we were and that he was going to continue to live tweet uh, as long as long as he could because he just wanted the rest of the world to know. Now, the guy had like 400 followers, but I did the wrong thing, and I walked down to him, and I said, you need to get the fuck out of the restaurant. And it was bad. And there was backlash that came from that. And I apologized and I moved on with my life. And I know that he did as well because now I follow him on Twitter. You know, it's just the way that we do things. But I just keep seeing that everybody is so we're not nice to each other anymore. Like we used to be able to hold the door for somebody and get a thank you. Or when you start dating somebody, that's a whole not, don't even get me fucking started on dating. Dating is something that 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 I we're, we'll talk about in a little while. It, it I just don't get that shit at all. I'll tell you that right off the bat. How we went from from the world of hey, I met you, I like you, I think you're attractive. Can I have your phone number? To we don't even do that anymore. You don't walk up to somebody in a bar and say, hey, how you doing? Can I get your phone number? Because you know what? She thinks that you're a weirdo. She thinks that you're a stalker. She thinks that you want something. The only thing you want is sex. So, you know, the days of my parents who have been married, ready for this, they'll be married 50 years in October. Those days are gone. And and I don't know why they're gone. I just don't understand. It's it's just It's just disappearing. And for me, I genuinely like to meet people. You know, I'm, I'm dating somebody and I'm very happy to do the door open. I'm very happy to pull a chair out. I'm very happy to, you know, all the things that I was taught to do. These are things that we should be doing every single day. And I don't understand why it, where, where the turn happened that we went to that because we've gotten away from the interaction, the human face to face interaction of the initial court the initial interest, intrigue, attraction. Um, You know, we look at them and think they're really hot. And how do we know that they're really hot? Because they posted four to seven pictures on Tinder, on Instagram, on uh, Match.com, on uh, Bumble, on 
Grinder. I don't even know, man. They're all over the place. And we've gotten to a world of human cataloging, which we go out on a date. And I did research on all this stuff. I talked to a bunch of men. I talked to a hundred guys and said, you're on Tinder. What is your world like? Do, would you ever look at Tinder if the girl got up and go to the bathroom? And 90% of the guys were like, absolutely. While they're on a date with somebody, they're looking at their phone as this woman goes to the bathroom or turns around to take a phone call or something like that. You know, they're hiding their phone. They're looking at Tinder while they're out with somebody. So then what happens is then you go home and you know what, ready for this? 70% of women, when they went home, hopped back on Tinder to see what else was out there. That's a weird world that we live in. It's shady. It's not real. It just doesn't make sense to me. So here's my kind of world that I'd like everybody to think about possibly for this week. I don't know. I'm pretty happy about my guests this week. I'm really excited to talk to them. Um, and I hope that you can gain something from the information that we're about to give you when I go through that. But for right now, why don't you guys do this for just a second? Take a tenth of a second. Take a full second. Take three seconds before you reply back to somebody, whether it be an Instagram, a, tw- a tweet, a, a, an email, a text message. Stop for a second. And this is something that was very wisely told to me by my brother, who is Buddhist, actually. And he's a very spiritual guy, and he's somebody that I look up to. And he said to me, speak to benefit oneself and others. Now, look, I'm a chef. I get all this. I'm a hot-headed guy in the kitchen sometimes. But one of the things that I do is I try to live my life so that people, that my parents would be proud or that my daughters would be proud. And so I try to think about that all the time. Speak to benefit oneself or others. So what does that mean? It means exactly what our parents told us as kids. Think before you speak. Think before you act. Is this going to be construed as aggressive? Is it going to be construed as sarcastic? Is it going to be construed as rude? You know, take that second to do that. And you know what? When somebody holds a door open for you, do me a favor. Say thank you to them. That's all I'm asking. So uh, this is where we're going to go right now. We are going to be starting to talk about uh, my next guest. Uh, My next guest is somebody who was introduced to me by a friend of mine. Oddly enough, my buddy Scott over at Nogginware.com. And uh, she is, uh, one, a pretty awesome individual. I love following her on Instagram, um, checking out a lot of the stuff that she gets to do. Um, she is uh, a second, just just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, she is, uh, she's a model. She does a little actress work. She does all the good stuff. Her name is Linda Lucia. And she is uh, just she's a beautiful human being. And she is a friend of my buddy, Scott. Um, He said, you guys should really chat. I'm trying to do more diverse stuff with you guys so that it's not just all about hospitality, so that it's not all about the service industry. And it's one of the things that I really want to get some more guests in that really interest me because I'm a very intuitive guy and I really like to see what happens or what the other, what the rest of the world does in their life. Look, I know what my routine is in the morning, but but what is the routine of a model when she wakes up on a day that she's got to shoot? Or what is the routine of a model for the six to eight days before a shoot that she's not working? This is stuff that I want to know. Like, does she go out and suck back a couple beers and some wings on a Wednesday night with everybody else? Is Taco Tuesday really that important to her? This is stuff that I want to know. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this because this is something unlike I've done in the past. With some of my guests, I know I've had some fun ones on, but I'm also going to have some serious ones. And I'm hoping that Linda is going to be as much fun as uh, as everybody else has been that's on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Welcome to Duffified Live. 
Linda Lucia. Well, hello. Well, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Crazy, <laughs> crazy day. Yeah. It's about time I finally see you. I know. This has been, uh, we've been doing this uh, four weeks now, I guess. Roughly five weeks. <sighs> Worth the wait, I guess. I hope so. I hope you have some fun while you're on here. So just so you know, you're already live. So you're already on Sweet. air. I know. I got you. I got you with that. Um, you're already no on intro air. or anything. Just dive right in. All well, right. Because I do the intro beforehand so that it all just <laughs> works out because I record in two different formats. See, I'm here for you. I got it covered. You know what you're doing. I trust you. Well, if I knew what I was doing, I would have uh, warned you ahead of time that this is exactly what was going to happen. So, um, you know, it's just the way it works. So, all right. So uh, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you tell everybody uh, who you are? Because I already gave you just like a glowing, glowing opening that you have to wait to hear until Friday. So why don't you tell everybody who you are? I have to wait. Um, <laughs> so I am Linda Lucia. I'm a promotional model based right out of Nashua, New Hampshire. Um, I have been modeling full time for the past, oh gosh, year and a half. And it has been the best decision of my life. Really? I absolutely love, love what I do. How, love what, so, so what is, so what is your, like, you've been doing it for like full time for a year and a half. How long were you doing stuff prior to where you are? So... I had started modeling, oh Lord, my first shoot, I was 20, didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was helping a friend of a friend because she's diving into the photography field. And I was like, sure. <laughs> um, and I probably did like three or four shoots and was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is good. The ugly kid growing up can actually take good <laughs> pictures. What? So... I just, I kind of just started from there doing it here and there between all of my jobs and everything. And I took a couple of years off, um, probably about three years off, dove right back into it when I was 25. Yeah. And then it was just going so well that I just up and quit my very cushy salary paying job and was like, screw this. Like, I can't. I can't sit and do this while my dream is <laughs> over here floating, you know? <laughs> so what, what were you doing? So I actually worked for a lawn care company. I was doing um, indoor sales for about five years. Um, and then I was also bartending. So okay. I've always, ever since I started working at 15, I've always had two jobs. Okay. Always, always. All right. Um, been on my own since I was 18 and never looked back. So. Right. <laughs> and so, and you grew up in New Hampshire. Yep, New Hampshire, born and raised. Didn't really know there was much out there till I started traveling. <laughs> I've always, you know, I, I've never like I never really. You never just like in an airport and meet somebody. And you're like, oh, where are you from? They're like, oh, I'm from New Hampshire. Like they never. I don't know. I, it's I really honestly believe that nobody lives there because you never it's, really hear about anybody. Like, oh my god, I had a great week in New Hampshire. <laughs> and that's the funniest thing because so I've been traveling a lot the past two years and. Every single time, I I have no problem meeting anyone. I love when there's a layover in between my flights, not yeah, going to lie. Um, I absolutely love it. And slowly, actually not slowly, very quickly actually, 
people were like, where the heck's New Hampshire? And right. I would, my first question would be like, did you miss that in school? Like, do you not know where your states are? Well, but, it's, it's not a uh, big, it's not a big, st- I mean, what is the, what, what happens in New Hampshire? First off, what's New Hampshire's motto? Live free or die, baby. Okay, that's it's a good one. All right, all right, you win on that one. Okay, that wins. That wins. What are we like? I don't even know anymore. What's Pennsylvania? I think we're the Keystone State. Like we held everybody together, I guess. I don't know what that works out to be. Live free or die. Okay. I actually yeah. took my daughter and I did, uh, we did a trip to Maine in uh, October last year. And we so drove. You drove Absolutely, we did. We got the picture. That was really the extent of it. There was not much more. We got the picture. She jumped. I did a boomerang. Everybody was really happy. And we drove <laughs> through the remaining. Well, it, New Hampshire is on the border of Maine, isn't it? Yep. So right past there is where I lost my Ray-Bans, actually, just over that state line when you cross over the bridge. I know. I know. It's the things that I remember about the places that I've Dang. been. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I mean, New Hampshire is one of those states. I feel like every state is kind of like this. If you're not from the actual state, it's difficult to know what's actually there unless it's highly publicized. I mean, obviously Vegas, you know, what's in Vegas, you know, what's in New York, you know, what's in Boston, you know, what's in Miami, you know, so those little things, but I mean, New Hampshire, I haven't been able to leave because it has so much, you know, it it has a little bit of a casino vibe in certain areas. It has, you know, more of an outdoorsy field for those who love to explore the outdoors, the city vibe It has literally a little bit of everything, just not as crazy busy obviously as those bigger cities in in the u.s so where so you were were, how was how was bartending i mean you're a beautiful woman for anybody who can't see and i know it's not just about all that and i get all that but you're i mean this is our interaction is this physically this part right here so you're a beautiful woman i mean how is it bartending when you're just hot as shit sorry i'm just gonna go right there you win you got it I appreciate that. Um, I mean, my bartending experience is very different than probably the average. I bartended at a private country club. Oh, okay. So I didn't have to deal with a lot of Drunken drunk, immature idiots that you see at a normal bar. So this you know, I had drunk, mature idiots. Right. So drunk, mature idiots. Yeah, I would say that. Would, yep. Pretty and, much. I was there for so long that it was kind of like I I was one of the guys. I have three older brothers, so I'm not the typical prissy right. girl. You yeah. can easily say whatever the heck you want in front of me, and I'll just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're very you're very outgoing. I mean, that's an automatic. As soon as as soon as you picked up the phone, that vibe was just apparent. Because I've talked to other people that did. I mean, look, modeling is one of those things that is. And, and, and I believe that it happens in acting. It happens in in a lot of professions, especially when there's other people that are telling you how beautiful you are, how wonderful you are, what a great cook you are, how great you are at this. I mean, I've been on TV for 15 years. You've been on, in front of a camera professionally for a year and a half. There's I, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's coming out really odd. But, you know, a lot of times when I talk to people that do what it is that you do, it's a very superficial conversation. There's not a lot of depth. And, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to piss off the rest of the modeling community, but we know you get but your ass. I think kissed. it's a very fair statement. Yeah, because from what at least I've experienced over, you know, the years and especially the past year and a half is. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand or at least don't know themselves very well. 
they don't take the time to really get to know who they are as a person and what they bring to the table. Right. I have always been the type of person that I don't care who you are. I am always going to speak to you with respect and like you are my family best friend. Sure. Because I feel like that automatically breaks the ice easily. Well, and and does I mean you grow do you think that growing up with boys in your house had a lot? I mean you're you you weren't like a pageant girl. No, right. God, no. <laughs> God, no. I went out with oh, a pageant girl once I had before. to force myself into sport just for my father to be like, oh, wait, I have a daughter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what sports did you play? Um, I mean, I, I definitely do think that had a lot to do with it. I did bounce around a lot as a child, different religious homes um, growing up. So I had to adapt very, very quickly. And with being, you know, the youngest only, you know, girl in the family, all of my older brothers, they were all stars with baseball and football. And then there, I, there's me over here, the uncoordinated girl, like what the (laughs) heck does she do? So I had to force myself to do something. And I started cheerleading because I'm really loud. So I thought that was a good fit. Yeah. I've I've turned, I've turned you down three times. Every every time every time you see this, I'm just I'm just I'm just making the adjustment a little bit. You're good. Don't worry about it. Um, and then I just I transitioned and I, I ran track and field and I and I loved it. You know, so I I feel like I'm just that type of person that I've always wanted to kind of get to know everyone because I came from such a different background and saw so many things growing up that I'm not closed minded in that aspect of getting to know people. And I, I naturally want to know where people come from, what they're interested in, things like that. So that's what really drew me to the modeling because there's so much that you can do with it. And you can, you can touch so many people in so many different ways, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. I mean, if you're finding, okay. if you're finding your talent in a way that, that, enhances other people's lives. I think you kind of, I think you got a great grasp on it. I mean, that's the key. I mean, you know, I, I talk about the first 10 years in my industry and then, and then the next 10 years in my industry of being a chef and being somebody who uh, is, you know, people, I, this is a weird saying about yourself, but somebody that people look up to and stuff like that. It's very odd for me to say that, but you know, look, that's what they tell me on Twitter. So I believe them. And, uh, but, but I, I think that my next 10 years were really, I changed a lot of the way that I thought about things uh, just after interacting with people. You know, it was my opportunity to teach people what it is that I did well and the knowledge that I have, and hopefully they can gain from that. And once I did that, it became a whole different world. So, um, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I have no idea. I, I literally just, these shows, I just go and talk and have fun and continue to move. So, so how long did you bartend at the club? Hmm. Oh God, probably six years okay. and four so years of serving. Worst, the worst shift you ever had. What was it? Oh, oh. worst <laughs> shift I've ever had. Um, only thing that stands out. I was, let me see, 19. 19. And at that point, I've done almost every single position at the country club besides being in the kitchen. So housekeeping, front desk, weddings, 
restaurant, everything. Sure. I think one of my worst shifts was I was, this was already what Thursday and I was on hour like 50. I killed it that week and I was working a wedding and there was a problem in the bathroom <laughs> and I was the only housekeeper on duty. Got it. Got so, it. That's air quotes for those who can't see air quotes around oh, yeah, housekeeper. Sorry, yeah. So I, I unfortunately had to serve the bride and groom run and fix the bathroom, run into people who were in the bridal party in the bathroom as I'm fixing the bathroom and go and finish obviously the wedding. So it was very, for me, it was kind of embarrassing. Cause I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is gross. Obviously I washed (laughs) my hands, but I am serving a party, fixing the bathroom and going back and serving the party where they saw me fixing the bathroom. This is just, this is crossing the line, but I shouldn't have to do this. That's, <laughs> so, that's the one that let's I, just say my manager got a really nice email the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where whenever and, and for whenever I am in the public and I wash my hands, if somebody like if I'm walking out of a bathroom and there's a communal sink or something to that effect. And if somebody comes in after me or is in there with me, I will wash my hands for two minutes. Oh, I literally, I go crazy because there's nasty germs. Every, I am like a germaphobe. I have Are you? hand sanitizer in my car. I use it as soon as I like touch a doorknob or especially after I'm at the gas station. It's, I don't know. I don't like it. I like being clean. <laughs> I'm the guy on the airplane who goes into the restroom. And first off, airplane soap smells the best. Just for anybody who's out there, it smells pretty damn good, especially American. But uh, I, I open the door with a paper towel. I use the facility. Yep. I flush the toilet with a paper towel. I open the door with a paper towel. I turn the wa- the sink yep. on with a paper towel. And then I walk out of the bathroom yep. and I close the door with a paper towel. And then I go and sit down and people look at me like, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> you're a weirdo. And then, but I also have like, I have drops that go in my nose that kind of block. It's a Ayurvedic. I'm a weird spiritual guy. It's, it's, there are drops that go into my nose that block out um, any of like the harm, like any bacteria that's coming in from being on a plane. You should get some. It's awesome stuff. I I never get sick after leaving a plane. I will now because I talked about it, but uh, I really, I pretty much never get sick when I fly. And I mean, I'm 60,000 miles in for this year. So, yeah. So I've never, I have never used restroom in an airplane ever. Okay. I rather hold it forever. Okay. To be honest. I I don't know. I can't do it. I can't bring myself to it. I got you. And I hardly ever get sick ever. Okay. Now, I can't what, remember the last time I had a cold. So what do you what do you attribute that to? Lifestyle or luck? Um, I never really thought about it. Maybe. Maybe lifestyle. Maybe me being so germaphobic. <laughs> um, could be just awesome genes. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I mean, I know they say that that sometimes germaphobes end up germaphobes end up getting sick because of the fact that they're not used to having all the bacteria and all the other stuff around them. So could be, but not, um, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, I travel a lot. Um, especially, especially in the winter in new England, it's absolutely awful because one day it could be December and it could be snowing one day, negative eight degrees. And then the next day it's like 30. So it feels like summer, (laughs) you know, it's literally, it's absolutely crazy. So maybe the weather has a lot to do with it. I have absolutely, I don't know, no idea. I kind of don't question it because I feel like if I question it, I'm going to jinx it. And then I'll sick. end up with like the flu for seven days. So. Right. 
Right. Then you're done. Then it's clear. Yeah. So where so where has your career taken you in the last year and a half? Oh, gosh. Um, it's taken me to a bunch of different states I never thought I would visit. Um, I am always I'm in L.A. probably once a month. Um, okay. Even if it's just for like a couple of days, like next week, I'm supposed to go there literally for like two days. That's right. it. Yeah, <laughs> when I want to just live there. But in a you, perfect world, I'll get there. When you get out there, you have to uh, I'll send you his information. He's a very dear friend of mine. His name is Nick Liberato. And he owns a place called the Venice Whaler. And oh. it is on the beach in Venice Beach. It's a beautiful spot. Amazing, amazing view. The whole nine yards. And his food is just out of this world. So I'll make sure I send you Nikki stuff. We call him Nikki Libs. He was on the show with me as well. So he's a really yes. good dude. Absolutely. Because I am probably the skinniest fat kid I know. <laughs> I just traveled across country. Um, I, I drove from New Hampshire to California. Wow. and. I made sure that every single state that I went through, I ate a meal. I had to. What I had was, to eat my way through my cross country trip. Was there a criteria for where for what you ate or you just had to have a meal in that state? There was no criteria. Well, the only thing was I didn't want to do fast food chains that Wait, I could clear. find back at I got gotcha. you. Okay, that's a that good was one. Literally the only thing I didn't want to do. It was very, very difficult because there's like a Denny's and a oh, McDonald's every everywhere. And I can't stand either or. So um, <laughs> I can't I can't do fast food. I, I mean, I want to and it tastes great, but my body absolutely can't stand it. Well, but and nobody's body should take it. So I know we need to raise I know. more every now and then to that. It should be a platform. Well, you do. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. And who has the best fries? Ooh, fast food place. Now, look, I haven't had fast food in probably six years. Uh, see, I'm always I'm for as far as French fries are concerned, I might piss off a lot of people by saying this. I apologize in advance, but it's just how I feel. I love the French fries at Burger King. OK, all right. I think their burgers I, I don't are know good. what it is. I don't I don't know. I just I like it. OK, that's McDonald's cool. is a little too soggy for my taste. Just saying. Well, they changed their oil about eight, nine years ago, 10 years ago. And it changed the taste of their French fry. Huh. It was a big, big, big to do. Yeah. It changed the taste of their fry. So, okay. So you're traveling across the country and you're driving, which takes a tremendous set of balls. Cause that's a big drive. Yeah. I made a lot of people nervous because they're like, you're female. Right. Driving across country, which can be very dangerous by yourself. Right. What if something happens to your car? What if this happens? What if, and I'm like, you know what? I am at a, a point in my life where I want to face my fears and other people's concerns aren't mine because that's not sure. my reality. They hold you back. You know, my reality is in the moment right now. What what do I need to do to make myself grow? How am I going to grow? And that's by experiencing new things. And that is showing people that you, the fears that you have, it, it truly is an illusion that your mind fosters. Right. It I is. agree. I totally agree. Fear is something and that's created inside of your brain. Exactly. And I could have easily psyched myself out the entire way there. And I drove 3000 miles and I got from New Hampshire to California in three days. Holy Slept in my shit. Car, oh my a little God. Mini nap. Yeah. In three I, days, three days. Holy shit. And it was the best thing that I've, I've done since I've transitioned well, to being a full-time model. Well, let's break this down for a second. 
how, you have, how many states? How many states do you have to go through? How many states do you go through from New Hampshire to California? Um, well, twenty. Let me see. Um, well, I, I took the northern route to get there, and I took the southern route to get home. So in all, it's twenty. So I want to say on the way there, I probably went through eleven. Okay, so either way, and I'm just going to break this down. It's like four meals a day. Mm, maybe. <laughs> That's a lot of food. I'm a yeah, chef. I got to I got to fall back on food every now and then. I so I obviously have my breakfast, lunch and dinner, my snacks are fruit, you know, something light. I don't really I'm not a huge snacker. I mean, I can easily sit here and have bags of chips. Yeah. Trust me, don't not do not get me wrong. I love my Doritos, but really? I a didn't Dorito? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which one? Which one? I all of them. Like the classic. I mean, are you like a cool ranch lady? Or are you like? Yeah, a, I love the sweet chili. That is my. Really? Mm. So, do you like sweet chili on food as well, or just on the chip? Both. <laughs> if y'all could see, if you could see the look as she looks up yearningly, thinking, "Yeah, both. I could really go both on that one." It's kind of like you know, my face. I kind of leaned, and I'm thinking with the with the thinking with the, cloud. The cloud above, <laughs> yeah, the emoji with the thinking cloud. I love it. Big fan. Is that that's a Snapchat filter? Yeah, um, seriously. So okay, so through the whole trip, and and I'm I'm going into this way too early because I have so much more I want to talk about. But through the whole trip, what was the most? And this is like a three-part question. What was the most memorable meal? Memorable meal? Yeah. Um, Nebraska. Really? Yeah. It was, so I stopped at, I needed gas. And I stopped at a gas station. They had like a little tiny diner in there. And it wasn't even the meal itself. It was very, very basic. It was breakfast, you know, eggs, whatever. Very basic. It was the service. They were so sweet and very, very, like, very old-fashioned. Love it. And that place was ridiculously expensive. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, it's a diner in the middle of Nebraska. I know. But I I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking. The gas prices were super low and the food was crazy expensive. So I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, all right, you know what? I really don't care. It is what it is. I'm starving. I need to eat, whatever. Sure. And the service was just really awesome. And I think my very basic breakfast was like twenty five dollars. And I'm shit. like, you kidding me? That's not a budget. All I got was a milkshake, eggs and toast and bacon. That's it for twenty five bucks. What? So oh, sounds like they charged you a little extra. They, you know what they did? They charged you a nice fee. I mean, and I'm a good tipper, too. And that included tips. So, I mean, right. I don't know. I don't really care. It. it it is what it is. I needed to get back on the road. But the service in Nebraska, I, I thought was the absolute, it was the best. It was, it was really awesome to see a very small town have such like lively service. Right. And they were very, very sweet to an out of, like an out of towner. And I, sure. I thought that was really awesome. So it kind of just made me feel very welcomed and very thankful that I, I, took the leap of faith and I actually did it. Right. It was great. It was really great. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of, uh, of those little places. I love, I love stopping it off the beaten path. And it's funny. I was just in new Orleans uh, a couple of days ago and my buddy looked at me and he said, where do you want to go to eat? 
And I was like, I, you know, I, I said, I, I don't care where we go to eat. If it's a place that you like or a place that that is important to you because you live in New Orleans, that's the place that I want to go. That's right. the place where I want to try. And I'm not a look. I'm a Waffle House fan. Mm-hmm. You a Waffle House fan? Oh, yes, I am. It's you know what you know what drives me what drives me crazy. They have the tiniest grill. And they literally, they just pump food out all day long. Here's us, like, as chefs, like, I just designed a 1,900-square-foot kitchen. And I'm like, yeah, well, Waffle House is, is like, seven square feet. You know, it's like this <laughs> tiny little space, and they're still pumping out hundreds of meals a day. But I know. Uh, I'm a big Waffle House fan. Yeah. And the closest one to us is, like, an hour and 10 minutes away from my house, and my daughters want to go there all the time. I don't even have one near I think here, kinda- at least that I know of. I can't even. I think the closest one that I at least because my memory is not the greatest by any means, but I feel like the closest one, an actual waffle house, the closest one is probably. Oh, Lord, I don't even know. I'm going to find out where I'm going to let you know. I'm going to find out. We're going to search New Hampshire Waffle House. I don't think you're going to find it. I don't think I am either. I really don't think there's one in there. I feel like the first Waffle House I ever saw was in Virginia. No, you've got a you've got a Vicks Waffle that's House nine hours away from me. <laughs> that's not p- p- ready for this. What? Polly's Pancake Parlor comes up when you type in Waffle House, New Hampshire. It's in Sugar Hill, New Hampshire. Okay, well, you know what? I don't even know where Sugar Hill is. Seriously, so I don't think anybody does. Where the hell is it? It's it's just it's just over the border of Vermont. Yeah, see, I would, I don't, I haven't been over there. <laughs> That's probably now, like a good hour and a half away from me. Okay, and then we got. Because I'm on the very, I'm on the border, so Nashua is the border of Massachusetts. So when I travel, it's so much easier for me to say I'm north of Boston. Of course, because like yeah. everyone knows where Boston is. Sure. And actually, yeah, and so yeah, I do have to drive through New Hampshire to get to Maine because I drove right into Portland from there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So. uh what was the scariest moment of the entire trip? Oh, Lord. When I, so Colorado, oh, Cal, oh, best state. Amazing. The best state. Amazing. And I'm going to get to the bad part. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of, it, it freaked me out. So, I'm driving, cruising, and it was really, really awesome to see, you know, the, just, the change in weather. It's amazing. So to my left, I saw like fluffy blue clouds. And then as I'm looking to my right, it slowly like progressively gets darker. It's gray, dark gray, pitch black. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh shit, I'm going to die. So then I was like, all right, well maybe, maybe the highway will bring me a different way. Yeah, definitely not. I am driving on the highway (laughs) and then I'm seeing signs where it says, warning 5% decline. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And then I, I obviously figured it out because I'm going downhill very fast. I'm like, what the heck? Speed limit was like 80 through the mountains. There's no railing on the highway at all. Right. So just imagine driving extremely fast on a windy highway with only like two lanes with huge trucks passing you. Yeah. God forbid you make one wrong move. You're done. You're done. Anyways, so I saw all those clouds and of course I was driving right into it and then I'm going 80. This is probably around like 830 at night. So it's, it's getting darker. Right. And I just hit a wall of rain. Mm-hmm. It 
was beautiful skies. And then out of nowhere, it's as if I am like driving through a waterfall right. and I couldn't slam on my brakes because that would be stupid. Right. And I completely, I freaked out, completely freaked out. Trucks are going by me at like super, super quick. I think at this point I'm going 60. I am pure grandma <laughs> in Colorado. My windshield wipers couldn't go fast enough. I like, I couldn't see where I was going. Like, right. so at that very moment I was like, okay, if you die, you did what you wanted to do. There Keep going. <laughs> and your mother will say, I told her not to. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, I, I drove, I rode from Spokane, Washington into Missoula, Montana. And it was about, it was supposed to be a five hour trip, seven and a half hours into it. Uh, torrential downpour on a motorcycle rain oh, no. everywhere. And you nailed it. You nailed it on the trucks. Because you know what, truckers, you guys are assholes. They, I had. They have no mercy. No, they just go. And the thing is, they blow past you and that spray hits you for, I, I, uh, you know, for a good 20 yards, 30 yards as they're passing every single time. I had a yep. truck who passed us. We were about 10 miles outside of Missoula and there's no lights on the highways. And it's a 70 mile an hour highway. It's pouring rain everywhere. I have, I have, I had to pull my glasses down so I could see. And I had a trucker pull up next to me and he stayed behind me for about uh, probably six miles stayed Mm -hmm. behind me until the whole road cleared up and the lights came on. And then he went into the other lane and took off from the other lane so that he wouldn't spray us. And it was awesome. It was really, really a cool thing. One of the nicest things that I've seen kind of happen on the road, but, uh, I'm 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 not a driving the rain guy. I'll tell you that right off the bat. No, I can't, especially at night in the rain. It just does not mix well with me whatsoever. The glare is the worst part for me. Right. And I just I avoid it at all costs. Don't ever ask me to go anywhere at night <laughs> in the rain. I won't go. Sorry. I suck driving at night. It's always been. I'm just not a huge fan of driving at night at all. So. Don't ask. So, so if we ever take a trip, neither we're not going anywhere at night if it's raining, especially. I guess it just leaves you there. We're stuck. We'll go to the bar and get shit faced at the bar. Um, I'll Uber it. I'll let them oh do it. Oh my god! What a <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Oh my oh god! My. Uber. So I have a thing about Uber. I do not like Uber in Miami at all. Okay. They are so expensive, and. I think it was maybe because the week of my birthday in May, it was the exact same. It was the week prior to Memorial Day weekend. I was there for a whole week and I Ubered it like crazy. And they constantly said that they picked me up when they didn't. So, of course, I got charged for it. And then it's super expensive until I I discovered Lyft. Lyft was way cheaper and way they were way nicer. So wherever there's a Lyft. I, I go that route instead of Uber, but the whole concept itself is, is amazing. The best I did. I talk about all the time. I, I, I hosted uh, actually up near towards you in Connecticut. I hosted uh, the beer festival at Mohegan sun. And I, and I started off the whole thing with, if any one of you get a DUI, you're a jackass. Even <laughs> if your Uber is a $5,000 Uber, which it will not be, you did not get a DUI. It's just that simple. And I, I mean, um, I take Uber or Lyft probably sometimes 15, 20 times a week, especially when I'm on the road, because I don't drive in any city. I mean, I don't drive in any city that True. I go to. It's not worth True. it for me. Um, so favorite state 
On my road trip? Or in general. I mean, you travel, you get to see see mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I mean, like, I know my favorite states. Mm, I mean, dang. I would say, at least on my trip itself, every single time I think of Colorado and Utah, I get instantly happy because they are just gorgeous, gorgeous states just for the views, that at least that I saw. Right. But as far as my favorite state, that I've stayed in for an extended period of time. I mean, California. I mean, yeah. that's to me, it's a no brainer. There is, there's so much to do. Like if there was nine days in a week and like 40 hours in a day, like you could still never run out of stuff <laughs> to do. It's the truth. Never. I agree. I agree. But it seems like it gets that way as you continue to go West, like the whole way out there. I mean, I find that there's always, some like when I go to Colorado, it seems to me like there's always something to do while you're there. When I go to Florida, I feel like there's always and this, which doesn't make sense because I just said West, but like Florida, you have the best. <laughs> I know you're like you said West, dude, but like Florida has the best of all worlds because you've got you've got land, which you can mm-hmm. have a shit ton of fun on, whether it be hunting or four wheeling or r- mountain biking or motorcycle or whatever it is. And then you've yep. got water right there. And, and everybody just, they're just, they've got their sunglasses on and they're super, they're just happy. Like everybody down there seems very, I mean, except for the old people, they're pissed off no matter what, but it seems like the bulk of people in middle class are very, very happy to be out there. But when I go West, I find that especially when I start hitting in towards Colorado and, and everything from that point, it seems like people are one healthier, um, Mm -hmm. just in the way that they live their life. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be exercise, outdoor activity, um, the way that they eat the whole nine yards. And I, I, it's like a, it's like a, it, it's almost like, and again, sunshine, but it's like there's sunshine or great light on all of those States as you get out that way. Like I found people in Montana and Idaho and, and Washington state were so happy because it seems like they're outside so much mm-hmm. compared to here. We're just, I don't think that we're outside as much here as, as the rest of the country. And I mean, I don't know. I, I agree to a certain extent. It's weird. Like I love Florida, but I can't stand the humidity there. I can't stand. Look, I hate Florida, but I like what happens. I I just, I don't like it. And that's probably why I keep coming back to New Hampshire because so like I went, I went out to San Diego in December. Love it. So of course I'm thinking I'm yes get me the hell out away from this New England snow this sure. is great went out to California and it was probably high 60s right but their their breeze was it was still like a little bit of like a stuffy cold breeze sure where in New Hampshire the breeze is very like it's very thin like you can actually breathe and feel refreshed so right. I don't know it was very very different to experience that how like the how the fall season is is different if you will so i mean i try to see so many different lifestyles when i travel and like this when i drove across country you know i was in hollywood i was in los angeles i was in san diego ontario area you know in california so you have a little mix of everything and it was really cool to see you know a little small hometown that doesn't really look like a hometown because there's palm trees everywhere. It's like <laughs> tropical. I'm like, wait, whoa, I like this. Like, I want to bring palm trees home. This is great. Yeah. You know, um, 
But then, of course, when you get into L.A. and Hollywood, you see both sides of the spectrum. You see the very, you know, low, lower end class, you know, that don't have much and they're struggling. And then sure. you can still see the very, very high, um, high class on the exact same street. It blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my mind how that can happen. And they're but million dollar houses that are on the street and around the corner. Yeah, no, I know. It's amazing. Literally, I, it, I, it's 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 crazy. And but the thing is, is that. No matter where I go, that is very common in every single town, city, like just everywhere, even where I grow up. So I don't know. I feel like with my upbringing, it's allowed me to be able to actually pinpoint that, you know, to where I'm not a judgmental person whatsoever. Like, you know, unfortunately, you have the higher class who frown upon, you know, the poor, if you will. and that drives me nuts because you have absolutely no idea if the individual who's on the side of the street is in that position because, you know, he's a veteran who was injured for fighting for the country and his wife up and left him and left him with nothing. You literally have no idea who they are. And people are just so quick, you know, to judge and that just blows my mind and pisses me off. (laughs) And throughout my journey though, I not once, at least interacted with someone who was judgmental, which I was very shocked by very, very shocked by because I'm so used to that where I come from because, you know, my modeling passion is a very non-traditional career path. And believe it or not, it is very frowned upon where I'm from because it's not common by any means. I don't know anyone in my town that models professionally. Sure. But I literally have, but how does that, how does that make it frowned upon within where you live? Because nobody does it. So they just don't know what to, to look to because of, I mean, cause it's not like, I mean, I, I do believe that. I mean, it's your, your pictures, even, even, and I'm on model mayhem. That's what the pictures that I have. And I follow you on Instagram as well. But it's not oh, like man, I haven't uploaded. I haven't updated that thing probably since well, last year. I'm just telling you, it was the number one thing that came up on your Google. Really? Yeah. I'm just letting you know, you got to change your SEOs around there, lady. Um, I mean, your pictures are great. They're not even your Instagram is in. It, it's not super risky. I mean, you're a model. You're, you're you know, you're you're obviously showing your face, your features, your body, stuff like that. Not that you're 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 nude modeling in that case. But but I mean, I guess in a way I could understand that. But. I don't know. Just like when you it's say just, you're a model, people go, what are you talking about? Yeah. Or, and then, you know, when they see my images, I don't really get too much negative feedback, but I, I do hear things. Right. You I'm, know, I do hear comments through the grapevine and it doesn't bother me to be completely I'm, honest because they don't know me. I'm so tired and of the grapevine. I feel that if, if anybody is going to say anything negative about what I'm doing, That's simply because they are ignorant to a point that they are so narrow minded that they're not willing to understand it. Right. That's how I feel. I just want to tell you guys really quick about this cool stuff that goes on over at Nogginware.com. It's very simple. Nogginware.com. Go check them out. Chef Brideoff gets you 10% off. Hop into some of their stuff that they've got. They've got a one month, three month, six month subscription package. Well, I guess one month really isn't a subscription, but three and six months would be. You're going to get something super cool. Always free shipping, very creative hats that come out. These guys do all of my hats. 
uh, for the restaurants. I have a whole new series that I'm going to send out to everybody if you guys want to get involved in it. You can always go over and check out one of my Duff hats, which have the Duff in front with the cross hatch of knives. They're really cool. I'm a big fan of them. Um, they'll do some other stuff for you as well. But go over there, check out Nogamware.com and have some fun. If the rest of the world were that understand, understanding, I think that it would be an awesome place. I mean, I, what's so funny is bef- like my opening to this show had to talk about the fact where I, I, it shocks me how people are just mean to each other that we, that we are as, as a nation, we're a really, we're in a very angry place. Everybody's Mm -hmm. fucking pissed off about something. And it's, it's such a competition and I can't figure out why it's a status thing or I'm smarter than you, or I'm better at this than you. Okay. Well, great. Good for you. You're more, successful, you know, if you will, but in like, their mind, what right. is your, what is the definition of success? My definition of success is going to be different than yours. Of course. Absolutely. And the person next to you. And you know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's difficult to create your own path just with that, but right. it's also difficult to create your own path when it's very different to the people that are surrounding you. Right. And it's not, as accepted as you would like it to be. Um, so that's where, you know, I've been tempted to just move to Miami. I've been tempted to just move to LA because it's common, but at the same time, I love challenges and, and making a name for myself out of my hometown is what I want to do. And, you know, my images, I have definitely been pushing the envelope a lot with my images because I'm, far more confident and comfortable with my body um, than I was a couple of years ago. And because it was so frowned upon and my brothers would be like, Oh my God, don't do that. Delete this picture. And I'm like, you know what? Then just delete me. Like delete me on social media. And all of my brothers did all of my, like only one of my brothers follows me on Facebook, but he doesn't even go on Facebook. So it really doesn't even count. But you know, it's just, I promised myself that I would never, ever, ever produce any, any image, not one solid image that if it was accidentally leaked, my father would be embarrassed to see. Okay. That's a good, I like that. I will never do it. So you can see, you know, on my Instagram that I do have nude images. Absolutely. Because your body is covered though. Your body is a form of expression. You know, this is how you were born. You were born naked in this world. So why not show that in a very artsy, classy way? I agree. You know, so on that entire film from that said photographer, you're never going to see an image that shows, you know, a private part. Of course. Because no, I'm I mean, very, very strict when it comes to that. Because honestly, at the end of the day, I have absolutely no idea where my career is going to go. If it absolutely explodes and that picture gets leaked somewhere, it could ruin my career. Sure. You know, if it, it could. You know, so that's I'm very, very conscious of that. Right. So, you know, that's why I have no care in the world what anyone has to say about the images that I produce, because in my heart, I know I'm doing the right thing. Right. And at the same time, whether you love me or hate me, I'm still on your mind. Sure. Yeah. I mean, your picture, your pictures aren't you have one picture in here where you've got you're like sitting on a bed and you're you're naked, but you've got a towel over you. Yep. So yeah. Yep. I did that one in New Jersey. What'd you say? I did that one in New Jersey. So I know exactly funny. which one you're talking about. So <laughs> funny. You know, and I like when I have pictures done, done, not that I'm a model in any way, but I remember 
like I've, I've, you know, had people send me images and I'm like, Oh, absolutely. That was in Vegas at Tao at the nightclub. It was four fifteen in the morning. I totally remember right. that, you know, right. um, that's, that's pretty classic. So now, eating pizza throughout that whole shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, Don't feed the malls, they say. And I'm like, no, bring it. <laughs> so that's actually, that's something that I, I had a big, I had a question about was what is your, so, I mean, do you have a regiment? I mean, you're 28, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're 28 years old. And I mean, what do you have a, a, like a diet that you follow? I mean, obviously we just talked, you don't eat McDonald's. There are many models out there that are crushing a McDonald's every day. So (laughs) what is your, I mean, what's your, I mean, what's your routine? I mean, do you have something prior to shooting and you're like, Hey, I'm just going to eat this, this, and this, I'm not going to drink this. I'm not going to do that. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, in general, I have changed my eating a lot because I had a lot of stomach issues the past couple of years where I was literally hospitalized every single year and the doctor still could never figure it out. So I had to figure it out myself. So I changed my eating completely. Um, I eat far more healthier. You know, like if someone's craving a snack, sometimes they go get popcorn or a bag of chips or Oreos. Me, I'm like, okay. I need watermelon, strawberry, pineapple. Like I need fruit. Like I automatically crave fruit always. So, and I mean, there's a lot of natural sugar in that. So, I mean, as far as diet, I can't say that I have a strict diet. I don't meal prep for the week anymore. Routine. Honestly, I don't really feel like I have too much of one. You know, every morning I'll have my hard boiled eggs with fruit. And then um, I'll have an English muffin with peanut butter. And then sometimes I'll have a smoothie. Sometimes I'll have a coffee. Sometimes I'll have a, um, a glass of OJ, you know, but then throughout the day, I just, I eat very clean, you know, salad, grilled chicken. Um, I actually just gave myself a 30 day challenge this month where I'm not eating any red meat. I just want to see how my body feels. Sure. So I'm just not going to do it. Well, I'm vegetarian for the next two weeks. So so hard. I'm like, well, not really. I haven't had steak in like three weeks, so it's not going to be hard for me. Sure. But when it comes to my photo shoots, I am very strict because there's certain things that you have to stay away from just because I, from at least for myself, I don't like feeling fatigued and bloated through a photo shoot, especially when you're trying to look, you know, sexy. Sure. Oh (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, the days of my photo shoots, I eat very, very light. It's more clear liquid stuff, smoothies. I stay away from anything carbonated. Um, I'll, I'd rather grab a granola bar. Um, I don't, I just don't eat heavy carbs on days of photo shoot until after. Okay. <laughs> after I will literally go straight and eat a medium pizza to my face. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, no, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I have stuff that I do and I'm not a model or any of that, but I'm a short fat guy who's older. And uh, I mean, there's certain stuff that I just stay away from before I shoot or any of that. I mean, it's just yeah. an automatic. You just know what it does to your body and different things to mm-hmm. do, do different things to everybody. I mean, I haven't had soda, like an actual, like a Coke or something like that in probably seven years. Um, wow. Eight years. I mean, just don't even, well, I mean, I just, I eat, a, I eat pretty clean with the way that I do stuff and I'm actually vegetarian for the next two weeks. Um, oh. Just kind of playing around with a buddy of mine who's a chef as well, who's, who's vegan. I said, there's no way I can go vegan. I'll go, I'll go vegetarian for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm a veggie guy anyway. I love the process. I love the, the, the different methods. I'm a big fan. So, and uh, I mean, it's just so abundant with everything that you do. So, um, and average meat these days is just loaded with chemicals and hormones. And so for me to eat out and have a protein like that is sometimes really tough to do. Um, mm-hmm. 
because I know, and you said, you know, if you don't want to feel fatigued, if you don't want to feel bloated, and unfortunately, that's what those chemicals do is they 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 weigh you down. Uh, Nailed they, it. They they just change the whole dynamic of what happens in your body. So, yep. I mean, it's and I can't I can't stand feeling weighed down. I can't stand feeling like I'm moping. You know, yeah. I, I I don't know what it is. I absolutely. I can just see the change, you know, like there'll be one day I am just crazy. I'm the type of person that if I'm craving something, I'm going to get it eventually, right. you know? So like the entire road trip driving out to California there and coming home the entire two week span, I was just craving Chinese food. And I was like, no, avoid it, Linda. You don't need it. It's not good for you. It's awful. Blah, blah, blah. Like I was like convincing myself it was cat food, like stay away, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I just, Nope. I came home. I think two days in, I was like, Linda, screw it. It's Sunday, cheat day, whatever. Get your Chinese food. I got my Chinese food with one of my girlfriends. As soon as I finished my meal, I was like, Linda, what the heck did you do? And I just, I felt like crap the rest of the day. Like I not like, yeah, like I just, I didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to sit down on my butt and just watch movies all day. And I'm like, this isn't you. You should be running. You should be going to the gym, running your errands. Like, doing something. I just, I had no motivation at all. Yeah. And that's why. And then I just sat there. I'm like, and this is exactly why you don't eat this stuff because right. you feel like this. Good job, Linda. Every time. You know? <laughs> now what, so, now what I about, mean, do you drink? So not really. I'm already a natural like psychopath. So I don't really like <laughs> adding alcohol to the mix as you, I mean, I'm not drinking at all right now. And that's actually part of my other 30 day challenge is I don't want to have any, I don't want to consume any alcohol either. Okay. Um, but I mean, when I do choose to drink, it'll be maybe two drinks at dinner. If I go out with my girlfriends again, only two drinks because 99% of the time I'm driving, I do not drink and drive. I don't do that at all. Right. Um, and I just, I don't like how alcohol makes me feel. I like to, I always like to be in control. I don't like, I don't ever want to drink to the point where I don't have control of what I say or even me walking a straight line through a door. Like sure. I don't, don't want to do that. So, right. I mean, it is what it is. Other people love to drink. They love to always crack a beer, you know, at the end of the day, that's fine. I don't like beer. I don't really like wine. I'm a straight rum and vodka girl. Wow. Um, but no, I really, I really don't. Hmm. I'm a vodka I'm like guy. Straight so. edge. I've never tried any recreational drug. I've never smoked weed. Like I don't, I literally don't do any of that stuff because I've seen what it does to people over the years. And I have absolutely no interest in trying anything. I don't even like taking Advil when I have a headache. Right. Now, did I hear you say in the beginning that you grew up in a very religious household? Um, a few of them. Yeah. So I bounced around a lot as a child, um, a very, very strict Christian home, uh, very strict Catholic home, very strict, like Jehovah's witness home. So I saw a lot of different religions growing up. So that leaves me in a state where I don't even talk about religion because I have literally not one idea of any type of like realm in, in, in that category. I literally don't. I just kind of live my life every day type of thing. Okay. I got you. No, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, look, I'm a spiritual guy. I'm not a religious guy. And I grew up in an Irish Catholic, like both of my parents are Eucharistic ministers. My sister's a Eucharistic minister. 
Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't baptize my children in time and I got in trouble. Like, that's the world that I grew up in. So for me, it's not so much about religion as it is spirituality. I believe in God. I believe in all that stuff. And and I believe that there's a higher power. That's me. That's what I got. But I'm not interviewing me. Yeah, I mean, I (laughs) I agree with that. Um, But I mean, there's I'm surrounded by a lot of people that are certain at what they believe in. And of course. It, it it pushes me to want to know, but at the same time, it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's not in my radar, sure. you know, but then of course I think, you know, when I get to the point where, you know, I'm in a relationship and I'm married and I'm having children, I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> wait, I'm going to need to figure this out before I have kids. Cause how the heck am I going to raise them? Like, wait a minute, you know? So it's, I think of those things, but Considering I'm not even dating and I'm awful at it, I really don't think I need to worry about that right now. <laughs> I'll just worry about my career first. Right. So. Well, so and that's yeah. where and so I'm, I'm going into that. I'm going into that world next. So. Oh, Lord. OK, yeah. keep going. <laughs> you can tell me to this stop. You can tell me to stop, even though everybody right now is like, well, hold on. You can't stop now. Now you got to ask that oh, question. Oh, no, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's so, go. What so do you got? What is your like kind of kind of vision? So what? Such I don't even know how to ask the question. I think it's more of what is your dating light life like? And it's not. And I ask a lot of people this too, not just the models that I talk to, because you're the first model I've ever spoken to on the oh. show. Mm, hello. And uh, so what? Not that Jerry. <laughs> so what is it? I mean, like now dating is completely different. Look, my parents have been married for fifty years. Oh, see, I want that. Well, we all do. And we all really do. Uh, I mean, look, I got married. I got married thinking that I was going to be married. Uh, yeah, well, maybe not. I got married thinking it was going to be for a long time. Right. I, 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 I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I have two amazing daughters and, and my ex-wife is, is, is who she is. And she's a uh, she's a, a force in my daughter's life and in mine. And it's a part of life. But I didn't go into it thinking, you know, well, it's only going to be for a couple of years or something like that. I mean, we all think that there's we want it to be for the rest of our life. So, I mean, what is it like? It's a totally different fucking world. right? I mean, it's just straightforward, a, yeah. a weird place. It is because and it's funny because I was actually talking to one of my girlfriends about this the other day because dating. So honestly, this is the longest I've ever been single. I've been single for two years now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, two years. And I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa. Yeah. That's a long time because I'm the type of person, I'm like a ride or die type of person. If if I genuinely see that you are a genuine person, right. you know, and you mean no harm and you're you're you just have like a, a clean way about you, then like I just you're automatically in my circle. Okay. And I don't know. And I'm a very, I trust very easily. (laughs) I am way too trusting. Um, I've been naive, of course, you know, that's just part of life, but I've always been in a relationship and my outlook on relationships are, if I date you, I am supposed to be with you for literally the rest of my life, unless you do something to completely screw it up. Right. Or we just literally drift apart to a point where there's just no point of return. And it does happen. You know, obviously, you know, you can be with someone and then you just fall out of love or, you know, just things happen. You're like, okay, well, you know what? This isn't the direction I want my life to go. And if we can't fix it, then I need to fix it for myself. I mean, obviously those situations, it happens, but 
I feel that I have such an old soul when it comes to dating that I just, I always want to fix it because if that person means something to me, then they can't like not be in my life. It doesn't even make any sense, you know? So, I mean, where I am in my life right now, it's very difficult because of the position that I'm in and men are really annoying and it pisses (laughs) me off. So it's like, you know, I've been asked, do I see myself dating someone in the industry? Do I see myself dating someone outside of the industry? Do like, I literally have no idea. I have no idea because if you date someone in the industry, then they understand what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. But then you can also look at that as competition, you know, who's the smarter entrepreneur in the relationship and things like that, you know, and it could create more conflict, you know, because of career paths. Um, If I date someone outside of, Uh, the industry, then of course you get, oh, your girlfriend's a model. You let her post these pictures. Like she gets all these nasty types of comments and you're okay with that, you know, and then that, then you can start to kind of get into the realm of, you know, that person doesn't understand your industry because they're not in it. So I see both sides of it, but honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like you should just naturally date your best friend. This is your best friend. This is someone that you can literally do anything with, say anything to, and they understand what you're doing. Yeah. You know, because they know who you are to the core. Right. And that's very, very difficult to find nowadays to find real people. You know, I get, I get asked out every single day. Right. I get messages. Oh, can I have your number? I want to take you out. I want to spoil you. (laughs) I have a wicked nice car. I'm sorry. I don't care about any of that. Right. I really don't care. Do you treat me well? And are you going to be treat the people around me well? Exactly. And, you know, it's been very difficult. But at the same time, I don't focus on it. I don't care. I don't care about the dating thing because I have never been selfish before. Mm -hmm. And with me being selfish, I have succeeded many of my goals. Right. And I don't think it's because, you know, of a relationship, if you will, but I've, I've just been so used to pleasing other people that at this point in my life, people need to just not depend on me for shit and depend and on themselves. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. But I'm also that type of person that if it's my best friend and she's blowing up my phone at 2.30 in the morning and I am exhausted and I have a photo shoot at 8 a.m. I'm still going to answer her phone call and I'm still going to be on the phone with her for however long she needs me to be on that phone call for. Yeah, that's how I am. And I don't know with the dating thing. It's just when I do entertain someone, it's because I see something in them that I'm like, oh, wow. okay, this could potentially go somewhere. And then, of course, two months into it, I'm like, okay, nope. Yeah. Sorry. Boredom sets you know, quick. You're too needy. You're not understanding my schedule or you're just, you're kind of getting in the way. It's just it, little things like that. I just, I can't do it. You know, I need someone that if I'm like, Oh, I have to be in LA this week. And then I'm in Miami the following week, or I might actually move to this place. I want that person to be like, okay, go. Yeah. Do what so you got to do. do for your career. And I feel like our bond should be strong enough that it doesn't matter where I'm planted. We can still make it work. Yeah. That's how I feel. I, uh, I was married for eight years, then Mm -hmm. had a girlfriend for seven years and then I was single for two. So, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a shitty world. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a shitty world if you're trying to find somebody. 
That's the yeah. thing. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact, just the simple word that I said, trying. Because yep. a lot of people are really trying to find their person. Um, yep. I, I, I met a woman before and she always said to me, she said, you're, you're, um, you're very much like my person. Somebody that I could see, you understand, you get it, you kind of work it. And for me, it's tough because I say, you know, when I meet somebody, I have a conversation. I say, hey, look, I'm 60,000 miles in for this year. Mm -hmm. I'm not home all the time. I'm not there for your friend's bachelorette party. I'm not there for your mother's birthday party. I'm not there. You know what I mean? And when I get home, I have two girls. I have daughters, mm -hmm. you know, and I have daughters that I spend a tremendous amount of time with. So it's really it's a tough world. But I, I, I this article is something that I found a while back and it's it's an eight minute read. And I'm actually going to text it to you when I'm all done. Oh. But it's called Fuck Yes or No. Okay, And I'm just going to read this to you really fast. It says, think about this for a moment. Why would you ever choose to be someone who with someone who is not excited to be with you? There's a gray area in dating. Many people get hung up on a gray area where feelings are ambiguous and one person has stronger feelings than the other. This causes a gray area. Uh, uh, they causes real tangible issues as a man. A huge question is often whether to be persistent or continue pursuing a woman, even when she seems lukewarm or hot, cold on your advances for women. A common question is what to do with men who make their feelings ambiguous, blah, blah, blah. She still for, she still, she said she's not interested, but she still flirts with me. What do I need to get her? And, and I've kind of gotten away from the whole, that whole world of, I guess, in the dating sense, because I talk to people and, and right off the bat, it's an immediate feeling. Fuck yes or fuck no. Do I want to be with you? Do you make me feel the way that I want to feel? Do you make me make, do you make me feel the way that I want to make you feel like that's what it comes down to. And uh, I can't agree with you more. So before, so my road trip, I did that for a lot of promotional reasons, but also just kind of for validation, self valid, like for myself and just kind of, put my whole life in perspective. But prior to that, you know, dating is such a disgusting game now. Oh, it's and it's just fucking horrible. Me off. And you said something about like gray area, you know, and you know, yes, I've, I've talked to people, you know, who I were, I was interested in, but it took me a while to understand why I couldn't really go all in with certain individuals. And within that time frame, like it, it seems like I'm leading them on, you know, I'm, I'm entertaining them. I'm still talking to them, but I can't figure out what it is that we're not vibing about. And it does take me a little bit to kind of understand that, you know, cause we all get a gut feeling, right. you know, but I'm the type of person that I don't like hurting people's feelings. I'm really, really like, I can't do that. However, I always try to figure out how to do it in a very nice understanding way. And I feel like there's a lot of blunt people in this world. I'm a very bold person, but when it comes to feelings, I don't like to mess around with that I'm because feelings are real. They are very, very real. And I think a lot of people don't respect that. There's, and I, I hate to say this, but men, there's a lot of men that just don't care. They're very, very cold hearted Simply because, you know, I understand this. It's because they once, or at least I think this is how I feel and this is how I look at it. I feel that the cold hearted men are that way because they had a woman that they once gave their everything to and it didn't work out. So now they're cold hearted and then they're playing games with women that they're not taking the time to get to know. And then they're playing that game. 
Right. Women, I feel, are the exact same way. It's a scary world. And I, I don't like to be that way. And then, you know, my trip just kind of made me realize, like, if that person isn't someone that you can see dating, you just need to be very upfront and honest. And I have done that in the past. It just, I, unfortunately I let it drag out just probably a little bit too long at that point because that person has now invested a lot of time and energy into trying to get my attention and to reel me in. And that's not fair to anybody to do. And I now understand that, you know, and it sucks, but, but that's just a part of life. Like you have to, it's always a learning thing. And I, I definitely, I'm far from perfect. Trust me. <laughs> I'm far from it. What, you know, but I mean, I guess moral of the story is, you know, you find, you naturally find people that you can just click with. And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it, it's not. Sometimes it takes a little bit, you know, to grow that relationship with someone. But at the end of the day, I just feel you have to be very honest. You have to be open um, and not bring your past into something new. You just yeah. can't do that. Yeah. You literally cannot do that. And you can't fight the inevitable either. You know, um, if you have like a flirtatious friend, let's just say, oh, let's just say it's like one of your close friends, you know, and you guys always gravitate towards each other and you guys are always flirtatious. Like don't live in a life of what if, you know, what if, I never want to ever hear anyone say or myself be be like, oh, well, why didn't we do this a long time ago? Like, yeah. why didn't we date like a year ago? You know what I mean? Sure. So, you lost it. You lost that time. That? You lose that time. I mean, there's, exactly. there's something there and where you got to move in. Time is precious. Very, very precious. And I feel that people we live in such a social media world that that just ruins relationships. But at the same time, I feel that if you're weak minded, you're going to just allow social media to ruin your relationship. Well, but, but 100%. I, I dated a girl. I dated a girl a while back who I actually had to say like, Hey, look, I need to remove you from social media. I can't have you following me because there's a jealousy. There's an issue. And, and you know, I mean, it was a relationship that was destined for failure. No, look, it's just the way that it happened. It's just what it was. I knew it in the beginning. I, I guess I kind of hoped it wouldn't, but at the same time, I, you just know there's that gut feeling right there of, of that happening. And, Mm -hmm. and it got to a point that I had to say, look, I cannot have you following me on social media because every time that I come home or when you wake up, there's a comment or a picture, you know, or, or you're sending me something that's pissed off about that. And so we, I blocked her and then it came down to, well, now all of my friends are talking. I mean, it's like, you just can't. And I've gotten to a point that I don't even post pictures if I'm dating somebody because there's a backlash. There's a lot of shit that comes out. And you know what? There is. But at the same time, I don't even understand why. Like, and maybe you can help me with that is I'm the type of person when I'm with someone, it's because they make me happy to the core. Like sure. I go to bed feeling like at peace and like I am the most luckiest person in the world because I'm following my career. I have a healthy family. I have a great circle of friends and now I have a man to share my life with, you know, like that's how I look at it. So when I'm in a relationship, every single person knows I'm with that. That's my person. Right. Because this person makes me happy. So I will post pictures, you know, with him or anything, you know, like I, I literally don't care if there's going to be negative backlash. 
great. However, I, it's going to be difficult for me to say that because ever since I've moved full time modeling, I have, haven't been in a relationship. So I haven't actually Had experienced share that. the potential backlash that I could have yeah. when I get to that state, you know, but I'm just the type of person that I no longer set expectations. I don't. Right. Because whenever, whenever I set an expectation, I am always disappointed. I don't do it. I literally, I, I just won't do it. Because if, if you were to say, hey, let, let's go grab dinner, I'm, auto, I'm automatically going to think about what I'm wearing, what time you're going to get me, what am I going to have for dinner, what am I going to have for my drink, and then are we going to go to the movies after? Are we going to do this? Like, I, I don't know. I always used to do Build that. And then none of it would happen. <laughs> right. And then you're disappointed. I totally agree. I stopped doing it, you know, setting expectations. You just, you can't do that because you can't predict somebody else's actions or feelings. I have gotten, I've gotten to the point that I am, I love a surprise. Don't, don't tell me, don't ruin it. Don't do anything. Just, if you have a surprise, just let it happen. Just let it happen. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, a couple, a couple months ago, I, I met this girl, we talked about something. She said, don't go anywhere on the 29th. Don't go anywhere. You're not. You're, are you home? Yes. Good. Don't yeah. go anywhere. Don't make any plans. And then for the couple of weeks leading up to it, she was like, uh, she, uh, she was awesome. She's like, you know, can I tell you? Can I tell you? And I'm like, don't tell me. I really just want to know. It comes the same with with gifts and everything else. Like for me, when it comes to a gift, I don't need anything monetary. I'll tell you that right off the bat. So anybody who's out there, if there's ever a world, whatever you want to send me, don't send me anything worth value. The value that I get is the two gifts that I have the most that I love more than anything. One is a blue book next to my bed that says why I love my dad. And it's from my youngest daughter. And my other gift that, I, that is irreplaceable is a bracelet. My 16-year-old my got it's a Pura Vida bracelet. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's on my wrist all the time. It's nonchalant. It's this little, that's it. Like there's, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I don't need any, I want experience. Mm-hmm. I, want, yeah. I want something that we can okay. have a conversation with. I want to, I want to, you know, like, I mean, the girl who was with me in, in Montana on the bike, like that's a conversation we're going to have for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. That was an experience that is unmatched. That's something right. that you cannot do with somebody else. That's something right. that maybe you can probably do it with somebody else, but it's something that is shared between the two of you, not, Hey, these are great pants that I'm going to wear. And then guess what? Christmas, I'm going to get fat and not be able to fit in the pants. And then I'm going to resent the pants and I'm going to be pissed off at you. And then we're going to break up anyway. So there's my re- right. relationship in a nutshell. No, I'm joking. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to just a relationship, it's you have to have that bond more than anything. And I was going to say something and completely forgot what it was. So I really, really hope it comes back to me. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, oh, I got it. That per- <laughs> that person that you're with, they need to have a life too. Right. You know, so like, fucking true. I, under- I completely understand living and breathing for your partner. I get that to the point where you, like you, for example, you know, you work, you work very, very hard at what you do. You're traveling all the time because you're providing a life for yourself. You're doing what you love to do, but you're providing for your family and, and your spouse, you know? So if you didn't have that, all you would have is time to piss off your spouse. Absolutely. Explain and but, but it's, be needy. And what are you, you know? doing? And it's just like, I cannot, absolutely cannot be with someone that does that. I literally can't. I rather get a good morning text, like, good morning, beautiful. Hope you have a great day. And then throughout the day, 
thinking of you or at least sending me a little heart emoji because then, it, then I'm like, oh, they thought of me. You know what I mean? And then give me a call before bed or send me a quick text like, hey, I would love to talk to you, but I'm honestly falling asleep right now. Have a good night. Like sure. little tiny thing. You're not checking. You're like, it's not like you're checking in, but you're being, you know, courteous to, to your partner and you're not going completely MIA. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're working so much. You know, well, like th- that's where that balance comes into play. And right. I feel that a lot of people don't look at it that way or at least don't do that. Um, and it, but it that just, comes that comes from experience and that comes from 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 wisdom at the yeah. same time, though. I mean, look, mm-hmm. you know, I, am I going to say that I was the perfect husband while I was married? Not at all. I was not. I was an asshole. I worked way more than I should have. Um, the best thing and I will say it, I will say it. Day in and day out, the best thing that ever happened to me was divorce. Hmm. A horrible experience, don't get me wrong, but it was one of the best things because if it wasn't for that divorce, my life would not be where it is right now. My relationship mm-hmm. with my children would not be where it is right now. My passport would not be where it is right now. My yeah. experiences and the brain that I have and the memories that I have would never have been this way if it weren't mm-hmm. for divorce. So uh, in, a, in a roundabout way, I do thank my wife you know, for the situation that we went through and what happened during that time, because it literally opened up a world that is, and it's a joke. It's a big thing with Duffified. Like, I don't know if you notice anything that I do, but I hashtag Duffified sometimes. And it's about experiences because the world of Duffified is something that was created out of, uh, out of a world that I lived in where I went to work in the morning. I came home at midnight and then I watched TV for a little bit and I woke up the next morning and I did the same thing. There was no interaction with my wife. There was no, yeah. hey, let's go out to dinner on Tuesday. It was all about work. So my next relationship was all about experience. Let's do as much as we can to experience life as possible. And then, you know, my relationships after that have been a combination of two of them. So, you know, I mm-hmm. love my ex-wife because of what happened. I learned a tremendous amount. My ex-girlfriend, love her to death. It was a great relationship. It worked out. And, and you know, we're not together, but I will never badmouth that or talk shit about it. She's living her life. I'm living mine. Everybody's good. Yeah. But, but I think and, that baggage takes over so much, so much. The baggage just fucks agree. everything up. I agree. And, you know, it, I'm at a point in my life where my social life, I really don't care about it, to be yeah. perfectly honest, because I have my circle. I have Your circles there. I have my the strongest cool. foundation. Like I literally am still friends, like very, very close friends with people that I have known since I was five years old. Yeah. Like that speaks volumes to me. Like I, I am a type of person that I take referrals very, very seriously. I take just relationships very seriously um, because I always want to be that trustworthy person. I always want to be that person that you can depend on yeah. um, with an understanding that I have a crazy schedule and I do, you know, my schedule has been extra. You already know this. My yeah, schedule is literally all over the place. And I honestly, in my calendar, I schedule a time to go to my parents' house. I schedule a time to call my mom throughout the week, my father throughout the week, send a text message to my brothers. Like, unfortunately, that is the reality of my life because if I didn't do that, not for nothing, I would forget that I even have a family. I would forget that I even had a friend, have any friends, and I would just dive right into my career. But the reality of it is like my career can only go so far and my career can only make me so happy. And it's my friends and my family that make me who I am. And my partner, my whoever partner needs to understand that. And they need to also mold to that. You know, I want someone that is 
honestly just as motivated as I and isn't always as available, you know, but understands that we have a wedding to go to in four months and he will literally get beaten up if he doesn't go, <laughs> you know, but like, not obviously, I'm not going to beat anybody up. I was kidding, but you know what I mean? But, they, you know, um, but everybody was going to think you were a, a tough ass. So you should have ran with that yeah, one. But I'm, like, I'm so sensitive, but I'm really not one to piss off because I have a very, <laughs> very bad mouth. Trust me. I, You've been very good. You cry with a smile on my face. You've been very good. You have yet to use any foul language. I'm just letting you know. You know what? I I feel like I shouldn't swear because I don't know who's going to listen to this. I I just thousands upon thousands of people. I literally I swear probably every sentence (laughs) that I use. (laughs) And and, like I'm being so serious. And it's funny that you say that. A little off topic, but yesterday. I was at an event. What, and what topic are we on? We're so this whole this whole thing is a is, is a mistake of topic. So yesterday I was at an event and there was um, a couple people that follow me on social media that were there and they messaged me earlier today and they were like, "Oh my gosh!" First I thought you were taller and I'm like, "Nope, I'm a midget." And then they were like, "I didn't expect that you swore that much." <laughs> I'm like. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's but it's who you are, and it's a part of your personality. It's a part of your life. When you're standing in front of somebody, when you're standing in front of your partner's business partner, you're not going, "What's up, bitch?" It's not the way that you it know, works. And that's and that's the thing, you know. So that, I mean, that kind of brings me back to what I was saying is that your partner should be able to mold with you. So you know, in my profession, if I have a red carpet. They should be able to clean up nice and go to. But if I want to go camping the next day, then let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, I love to travel. I love to experience things. And I want someone to I want to be that type of person for someone that I need for myself. That's a a great way to put it. It totally does. It's a great way to put it. And you also, you know, with yesterday's experience of, you know, saying, you know, those followers, like I, I ran into them and I met them. And hearing their feedback or at least how they perceive me was so fascinating because you never know how you come off to oh, other people. Totally. I could say one sentence to you. I could say the exact same sentence to like my father, for example. And both of you would perceive it differently. Completely. I agree. And I totally agree. That's it happens what all I the time. Find so fascinating about this world. And that's what I don't no, that's why I just I love meeting new people. I love just seeing where I go and just hearing so much like feedback from others because I feel like that's that's the beauty that of you finding your adventure. That is you growing and evolving as a person. You're always learning. Yeah. And there's seven billion people in this world. You know how many languages I need to learn to be able to talk to all these to people? Every one of them. Seriously. You better Jeez. get your Rosetta Stone out and start making it happen. <sighs> Well, I'll, I'll tell you one, one a motto that I, I live by that is something that I've I've said for the last, I guess, probably five years is that the art of the preparation creates the experience. And it, mm-hmm. and, it, and it rings true in so many different worlds. For me, it comes through in a food world where the art of the preparation creates the experience. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We prepare this food to have it ready to create an experience for a guest in the dining room. When you exactly. are when you were getting ready to take your trip to go across the country you had a preparation that got you to that. It got you in a mindset. It got you physically capable to do that. It got you into a mentality that you were ready to rock and roll. That was it. Everybody's saying, no, look, you can't go across the country. You shouldn't do it by yourself. I got this. I'm already on it. I've got it. The preparation's already mm-hmm. been done to create the experience. So it's something that I, I really do live by. And I, 
I mean, I fuck, I've got it tattooed on me, so I'm stuck with it. It's not going anywhere. But at now. the same time, it's like I completely agree with you. However, I don't care what other people say because they are not living my life. Yeah, they're not in your world. They're not. They're yeah, not living right. my life at all. And I completely understand you know, them being protective and cautious and worried and all of that stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? This only motivate this only motivates me more because you won't do it. So I have to do it. Yeah. And I have to show you that you can do it. And that's the thing. Like that's the whole purpose of why I want to do what I'm doing. Like modeling to me, like I I absolutely love helping other brands. So I, so as a promotional model, I love helping companies just in general, no matter, no matter their size and just being able to meet new people and introduce a new product clothing line or or, or anything along those lines. I love doing that because it promotes myself. It allows me to meet new people and learn more and also helps the company promote their brand. So it's like, I, I just, I absolutely love it. And my whole purpose of doing that is to work my ass off and to show people that if you want something, you need to put the work and to do it. Absolutely. I don't come from a background where anything was handed to me. Yeah. Nothing was handed to me. I think the only thing ever given to me was gifts on holidays. Literally, right. you know, I mean, my mom would help me out here and there. Like, you know, there'll be, I'll be traveling like crazy and I'll come home. And she'll come over for lunch and I'm like, oh crap, mom, we're going to have to go out for lunch. I completely forgot to go food shopping. I got nothing here, sure. Okay, great. We'll go get, we'll, we'll go eat lunch and then we'll go, and then she'll go food shopping. I'm like, mom, you don't need to do this, but that's just how my mom is. Moms are moms, obviously, you know, but it's just like, I want people to follow my, I always say, follow my journey, catch me, you know, because I want them to to be able to see, you know, that I quit a really good job where I was very stable financially. And I I took a dip. I took a a large dip because it's difficult in my area. It's very, very difficult to get paid gigs and it is what it is. But I, I'm very blessed that I've been able to cultivate such strong relationships with photographers that it's not just a one-time paid gig. You know, they constantly They'll hit me up like almost every two months and that's more revenue for me. And I'm still working in between. And so I'm experiencing more. So I'm bringing more to the table for them. You know, it's just, it's, it's that circle that is just growing, you know, and that's, that's what I like about it. Well, I built, uh, that's, I built a lot of my career through, I mean, you know, I, I lucked out. I, I got put on TV and, and I worked with a crew and then somebody from that crew went to another network and then that network mm-hmm. said, Hey, we should use you. And then that mm-hmm. network and the next thing you know, it's food network. And then I'm on spike TV and you know what I mean, so, mm-hmm. so that world, it, it's all about the relationship. It's all about the interaction that you're having with other people. And, and I was taught by a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman whose name is Lee Seaman. Um, Years ago, when I made food for the crew after a shoot, and it was a crazy little show on Food Network, and mm-hmm. she came over to me and she said, "You, if you continue to do this through the rest of your career, you're going to be very successful. She said, you take mm-hmm. care of the people that, that are, are taking care of you at that point. Absolutely. And that's what it came down to. So I've always had a great rapport with, with you know, uh, uh, today's show, today's show. 
uh, one of the producers the other day texted me, hey, a friend of mine is in Philly. Her, her, she's sick in the hospital. Do you guys deliver food? And I said, yes, ab- yeah, 100%. Like not even, not even a thought. And we don't deliver food. But you know what? Yeah. I'm delivering food for you. No, no questions asked about that. And it's not because she's a producer. It's because she's a person who felt comfortable enough to ask me whether or not my restaurant was going to deliver to you. So right. I don't know. we have a lot. Of, we got a lot in common there, my friend, uh, in, in a bunch of different ways. And you're an old soul. Uh, which is a cool thing. It is. I mean, it's something that's really cool. Look, you know, I mean, my girls are 16 and 13 and, and I spend a tremendous amount of time trying to raise them in a way that I feel um, is going to benefit them for the future. And for me, I say to girls all the time, if a boy makes you cry, unless it's for him giving you flowers, it's only going to get worse as you go on. May not be the best advice in this world, but if a boy makes you cry, you got to kind of walk away. You know, it's not the best situation for you to be in. And if you're finding that you are not gaining anything from that relationship, because we should both be gaining equally, we should both be learning from each other. The difference is the world. And I find myself saying all the time, like, hey, one of the you know, I feel as if this would would benefit us or this is something that I'm watching from the outside. And and I'd like to see you doing. But I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, it's weird. Now I'm just talking weird. So, no, I, I completely I get it because it, it's crazy that you say that, because I feel like if you're looking from the outside, you want to you want that picture to be clear. Yes. And if that picture is not clear, especially for your children, then, you know, as a parent, you naturally want to step in. Yeah. You know, and you naturally want to. Yeah. At least give them your insight and then they'll make their own decision. My girls are hope. super. My girls are super you know? smart. So, and that's, I mean, and that's with almost any relationship, anyone that you actually care about, you know, if whether it's your best friend, family member, or even if it's a coworker that you've just gained a lot of respect from, you yeah. know, and if you see them, you know, going down a path that isn't healthy for them, of course, you're going to interject. I mean, I would hope you would, or someone would do the same for me. Of course, my circle has no shame at telling me when I'm <laughs> My friends love making fun of me. It's the world that we live in, but guess what? They're your friends that feel comfortable with you. They're the ones that you want in your back pocket. They're the ones you want in your corner. You know, one of my best friends lives in West Palm right now and, you know, down there hanging out with him a couple months ago and he just kind of was straightforward. I remember during relationship times when I was devastated about this or I was upset about that and he's like, and I remember the I remember the one time my best friend looked at me and he's like, dude, shut the fuck up. She wasn't worth it. Yeah. Like it was that simple. I wish I would have told you before. I didn't trust her. I didn't think this. I didn't like I, those were things that, you know, they happen. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But look, we have been talking for an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> I have taken up a tremendous amount of your time. Um, I am so, so glad that you and I finally got to get on the phone and have a conversation and I would love to meet you sometime. I'd love to buy you a drink that you're not going to drink. I would love to, uh, you know, uh, make a meal, whatever it works out to be. Uh, I appreciate Scott for connecting us. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how we can get in touch with you and follow your career from, from this point forward? Yes, absolutely. So yes, I would definitely love to, to meet up and have a water with a lemon. That'd be really, that'd be really good. Um, <laughs> So you can follow me. Honestly, the best way is is through Instagram. It's the best um, platform, at least right now. Um, I'm very, very active on there. I post every single day. Um, Linda Lucia on Instagram. Same exact thing on my Facebook page. Um, If you guys are Snapchatters, I definitely am a ranter on Snapchat. (laughs) 
inspirational, frustrated, whatever, just my every day. My Snapchat is the most personal thing to me. I have my friends and very close family on my Snapchat. So uh, my Snapchat is Linda underscore. Oh, my God. Anybody who knows me, anybody who knows me knows my fear of the underscore. Just letting you know. I don't know how to change it. So I don't know if you can. I don't think I can. And I really don't want to go through the hassle of creating a new one and all that. No, so. that's a pain in the ass. Hold on. Linda underscore. There you are. I got you right there. I just added you. Yeah. Perfect. So, so it's hey, my, your, your Instagram has a Brazil flag. What was that? I'm looking. I just added you on Snapchat. Did I lose you? Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. No, it, it like glitched a little bit, but Tw- you're good. Um, Twitter is my... Uh, my release. I love Twitter. I have so much fun on Twitter. See, I do not understand. I don't understand Twitter for the life of me. I, right. I can't figure it out. It's, I it's, post, I think I created a new one this year and I think I've only posted like four times because I don't get it. Twitter is more of a conversation. It. It's more of a really just a conversation between people. That's what, that's what Twitter is. It's back and forth. It's <laughs> kind of talk. You have 78 followers on Twitter. And you have, uh, you've like tweeted, you've tweeted 19 times. I have. And you've it's tweeted probably 19 it's times. shared from Instagram. <laughs> uh, Most likely it's shared from Instagram. Well, I like guarantee it. August 3rd. I need someone who sees the fire in my eyes and wants to play with it. Uh-oh. Isn't that a dope quote? That's though? a great no, quote. I, I was like trying. That. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you figured out Twitter <laughs> in one post. Of course the storm would ruin my flight to Vegas. Canceled. Now, next time you hashtag Vegas and you add the airline and you got it covered, you're a tweeter. <laughs> That's the way that it works. Go back through and check out some of my stuff. I have a, I have a relationship with American air. I'm not, oh. I'm not even shitting you. Don't talk about them, please. I love them. My buddies talk about, talk shit about them all the time. Here's See, my, I'm not a shit talker. I mean, okay. I am to my close friends, but social media wise, I'm really not because I feel like. I am so sarcastic that people are going to be like, wow, she's a bitch. I mean, yes, I'm a nice bitch, but don't label me that until I've given you like a full reason. You know what I mean? But like Twitter, I don't understand it by any means. I'm doing my very best. Snapchat. I am like the guru at Instagram. I suck at Snapchat. Is my best friend. Facebook page. That's like an easy though. That just happens. Facebook just happens. So here's, I'll give you this real quick. and, And I can't believe we're still on the air. So Facebook is uh, is about um, promoting and replying. The key to Facebook to getting followers on Facebook is all about the interaction and the communication back and forth. Twitter is 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 conversation. It is like here's here. I posted today. Here we go. American Air got me some new Adidas. I love shoes. I take a picture of my shoes everywhere I fly. Just so you know, Uh, let's start cooking. And then they reply to me. looks like you're ready to go. Looks like you're ready for some great moments today. You do the cook and we've got the flying. Like I, I tweet with American air pretty much more than almost anybody else. And I then, love that. And Instagram's great because it's, it's a mix of everything. I mean, I share my personal world in there with my girls and experiences that I have and food that I eat and all that sort of shit. So I don't know. I think it's just pretty awesome. So, yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that just not to keep carrying this out, but um, <laughs> I, re- I literally reply to everyone and People are it's, shocked that I, I even reply. I get the same, same thing. You know what? Look, I, I love it. I love it. I love my communication with people. 
I have got, I have gained amazing relationships. I have a guy in Denver who is a great dude and I hope he's listening and I'm not going to blow him up right here. But like he sent me an email or a text the other day. He said, Hey, next time you're out to Denver, I have season tickets, Eagles and, and, uh, and, uh, Broncos are playing. Take my tickets to the game. I'm not even going to be around like, and that's a guy on Twitter. You know I mean? I have people that I meet and that I've met. I have made some amazing, just great relationships with Mm -hmm. friends of mine through Twitter. I, I, I talk about it all the time. We've been talking for an hour and a half. I have nothing else to say to you. I'm just letting yeah. you know. I'm completely done. <laughs> this has been great. You're absolutely awesome. I'm so happy we finally got to do this. Well, uh, she's kind of a badass, I'd have to say. Um, I know that her and I just talked for an hour and a half, and uh, I really appreciate you guys listening if you're still there. And if you haven't, then, you know, hey, uh, I apologize <laughs> if you guys had to take off. I hope you come back to it. Uh, that was just a, a, an awesome, awesome uh, conversation with just a very down-to-earth individual who um, is much wiser beyond her years than, uh, than I ever imagined. So, Linda, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody do me a favor. Check out Linda Lucia. That's L-E-E-N-D-A-L-U-C-I-A. Um, and you can find her on Instagram. That's her biggest outlet. Linda underscore Lucia on uh, Snapchat. So go and check her out. Um, guys, this has been an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minute show. Um, sometimes the talks just go straight forward. We don't edit. We just kind of go forward with everything the way it works. So I hope you guys really enjoyed it. But I got to end this. Um, I got to end it on a couple of different notes. One, I got to let everybody know that next week I'm in uh, Newport, uh, Hunting, or, uh, Newport Beach, California. Um, if you're out there, I'm definitely going to be out and about in town. I got a couple little spots I'm going to get into. I'll let everybody know when I get out there. Um, stop by and say hi. Uh, if you're at the Flavor Conference, I will definitely be out there as well. I hope you guys can stop by and say hi for that. Uh, and then after that, I'm in Chicago. So uh, I appreciate everybody's uh, time and attention to all the fun that we have. Uh, last thing I got to do is I got to talk to you guys about my sponsor. I got to say hi to Noggin where I'm doing it three times this episode. Uh, I want you guys to know how much I appreciate them. Uh, Nogginware.com is where I go for all my hats. These guys take care of everything that I do. Um, when I want to get creative with a hat, I definitely call Scott and the boys out there. Um, they really kind of take my vision to another level, which is what I love. I love hats, guys. Um, you all know what I wear them all the time. Um, it's just a part of my life. I mean, I, I've got probably, I don't know, a hundred hats that are hanging in my office and in my bedroom and all that stuff right now. So I'm wearing them all the time. Um, check out their, uh, hat of the month club. They've got a three and six months. You can also just go and purchase one. If you like, uh, my hats are on there as well. Definitely type in the code of chef bride duff and you will get 10% off of that hat when you get out there. Okay. That's how I feel about that. Definitely at the end. Here's one more thing. Check out radioinfluence.com. They're the producers of this show. They make it all happen. They make this thing work, and I love them for it. Michelle Stockman, you're out there at uh, in Breeze, Illinois with Techno Solutions. You take care of my websites. You're an amazing person. Please check Michelle out at technosolutions.com. Then uh, my illustrations are all done by Maggie Gagliardi. Maggie's got two pieces right now, two pieces that are showing. One's in San Diego uh, or in California. The other one is down in uh, Colorado. So check out Maggie Gagliardi and some of her art. She's got some beautiful, beautiful works. Uh, the fact that she's on my team just makes me that much happier about what it is that I do because I love everybody that I work with. And this show could not happen if it was not for you guys. So 
Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Lena Lucia, this week for my show. Thanks all my sponsors and everybody who's out there. I love every one of you, and I appreciate that you're all here. Check me out on Instagram, Chef Brian Duff, Twitter, same thing. Facebook, Chef Brian Duffy. That's where I am. You want to go to Snapchat? Feel free. I'm out there as Chef Brian Duff as well, but I don't do as much on the Snap world. So take care, everybody. Appreciate it. Have an awesome week. Goodbye. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. This is Jim Fannin, America's Zone Coach, and I'm excited about bringing my new podcast, The Jim Fannin Show, to RadioInfluence.com. Each week, we're going to talk about the zone and how this mindset can help you in all facets of your life. I'll give you all the tools you need to change your life and help guide you to become your genuine, authentic best self. With the only proven blueprint for attracting the zone mindset, I've helped transform millions of lives. In my 40 years of experience, I've coached CEOs and senior executives from 350 of the Fortune 500 companies in 50 different industries. I've coached professional athletes, Olympic gold medalists, Hall of Famers, all pros, all stars, entertainers, and so many more to help them gain the tools and techniques to create a life of simplicity, balance, and abundance. And now it's my privilege to bring these methods to you every week, along with some of my champion good friends as special guests. If you want to get in the zone in all you do, check out The Jim Fannin Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.